You're listening to the All In Podcast with your hosts, Shane and Blake, giving you a new perspective on the dental industry. Are you ready to go all in? Let's do this. Let's do this. Let's do this. And welcome to the All In Podcast, the podcast that brings you a new and a different and an awesome perspective on so many things. And every once in a while, dentistry. I'm your host, Shane McElroy, and thanks for joining today. I don't know where you are, but where I am, it is hot as hell. And today, because it's so hot, I've got a hot take on something. Now, I'm going to give you, this should be a shorter episode unless I ramble on, which is very, very likely. But I wanted to address some things that actually can apply to a dental practice, it can practice really any business, any customer service situation, any salesperson, really anybody in the organization, uh, even internally inside your own organization, whether that be uh, dentistry, whether that be uh, any business. Now, what is this? Well, it's conflict or or resolution of problems with customers, right? Now, you ever been in a scenario where like you had a product that you bought or a service that you were paying for or whatever. And for that company, they probably get complaints on a regular basis from all sorts of different people. And to them, they may not consider it a big deal, but to you, it is a big deal, right? So maybe I bought this product from this computer and it's not working properly and I need it for something. To me, that's really important. I call the company or the software company that that sold it to me and I can't get a hold of anybody, or I finally do, and they just don't seem to get care at all, right? How annoying is that? You ever call with an issue or a problem, and the person on the other end is like, sorry, can't help, or won't help, or whatever, or they say, treat you like it's a minor issue. Well, issues or problems are all relative, right? A small issue for you could be a big issue for me, and vice versa. Let's flip that scenario. I'm having a problem uh, with the same service or product. I call in and somebody picks up immediately. Nice, warm, inviting, but I'm pissed. Hey, your product sucks and it's not working and I'm having a bad day. And you need to, right? Now that, that customer service person could be like the first person and be like, uh, yeah, sorry, can't help. Can't help, won't help, whatever. But instead, this customer service person, what do they do? Mr. McElroy, I understand how frustrating that must be. That is a big deal to me, and I want to help you in any way that I possibly can. Uh, I am so sorry for this inconvenience for you. Um, I care, and I want to try to help if I can. And in that scenario, maybe it is a minor fix, right? Maybe it takes them five minutes of extra time, but that person, that person changed my day and helped me hit a deadline because now my computer's working or whatever that service was. And to me, that minor situation could have thrown, they could have lost a customer forever. But instead, that person made me a lifelong customer. It was Sally on the other end of that phone. Sally, what's your manager's name? Give me the, can I can I talk to your manager, Mister Manager? Sally was an incredible employee. I'm so happy you guys train him well. You know, I found out the the thing I thought sucked about your computer or software was actually a me thing. I didn't know how to do the settings right, and and she walked me through it. Took extra time with me and really cared and that means so much to me and i will buy your product for life because sally is a freaking rock star 
right? Well, Sally is a rock star, by the way. But Sally did something different than the first customer service person. As opposed to running away from a problem, which I think early in my career I would tend to do, and I think a lot of people do. When a problem happened with a product or service, customer was angry or, or, or whatever, a lot of times what we do in life is try to avoid the problem, ignore the problem, and hope and pray that that problem goes away. It rarely does. And especially when you're a customer of a product, if the company or the salesperson or the, or, or the client or whatever that you purchased that from seems to be delaying and, and it's annoying you, you may not even say it to them but you've already started looking for another solution, right? The longer you delay issues, hoping is not a strategy. Hoping means you have no control and you're hoping for this the best outcome. Taking control of a situation though is very important. So when it comes to conflict or or you know, creating resolutions or solutions for clients who are unhappy or there is a misunderstanding or something, it is better to attack it early and hard then ignore it and hope it to go, it goes away because it almost never does. And if, and sometimes it does, but that's because the client's taking their business somewhere else. And that's a big freaking issue. So how do you approach this? What's the, why do this? Well, I'll give you some examples throughout my career. Many happened years ago of, of how I do this, right? Now I'll, I'm first going to tell you about a story about how I didn't do this and what happened. Um, so this happened early on in my career. I had two competing specialists that didn't like each other very much in a certain market. And the first person who bought product from me, um, this is early on in my, my sales career, um, this person bought you know, a, a relatively small amount. This is relatively, right? Compared to like what you would consider an amazing client. But it was early on. I'll take what I can get, especially from a specialist at that time. And I, I spent more on that clinician in education that year uh, for their referrals than they actually spent on product from me, which is not good, right? Theoretically, that was an investment, but that's not good. Well, eventually, I, the they have a they had competition. By the way, they, at that before I ever got this first specialist business, they were both using the same other company right? The other brand. And I got this other person's business too, right? But this person spent more in a month than that person spent in a year. Now, here's the deal. As I still gave them both like A plus level customer service. But what happened was there was an event that came up, an education event, and specialists would invite referrals to it. It was open to everybody. It wasn't like it was a private event. And the first specialist who spent less money and, and maybe didn't drive the business my way after all my efforts uh, got there and saw, oh my goodness, some of their referrals were there, but they came with that other specialist, which had nothing to do with me. Now, I ignored it then. I'm like, man, I should probably you know, go head this off and talk to specialist number, number one and say, hey, here's the scenario. The person you don't like, the other your, your competition invited some other people and I just want to give you a heads up. They were already referring. Now they use my system too. 
but I didn't go to them or talk to them at all. Like I should have approached it. I should have attacked it, but I was afraid. I was afraid of the reaction from that first specialist uh, being upset with me and mad and the possibility of losing that business, right? And I was like, you know what? Maybe it'll just die down. Maybe it'll just go away, right? Maybe it'll just go away. Um, it did not go away, <laughs> shockingly enough. A couple of weeks later, I was stopping by like I usually do. Hey, everybody in the office. There was, you know, I was very close with all of them. And this is a, the first specialist uh, who, who turned out was really upset uh, at me specifically. Now, if I had maybe head this off, we wouldn't have gotten to this point. But I had known this person really well. We had a really good relationship, I thought. Maybe if I paid more attention, uh, I would have known better. Uh, but they were very upset with me. In fact, they actually, you know, I actually explained the whole situation. They go, well, I think you're a liar. They call me a liar. And I think you went to them and I think you stole my referrals. And I go, well, that's just not what happened. And then I was told to get out of the office. I was actually really nice and professional, even though I was very young at the time. I thought I handled it okay. Uh, I should have handled it ahead of time before the issue ever happened. That person then, uh, this is when I was have uh, pre- my wife was pregnant with our second child, and they had met my wife, and they had met my first child, had called the CEO of that company and said, I don't like Shane anymore. I think he should be fired. I want a new rep. And thank goodness I was one of the top in the company at the time because the CEO said uh, to call his, his Shane's boss and that Shane's boss would handle it. And then my when she called my boss, my boss goes, that's not going to happen. Uh, you don't have to buy from us if you want, but Shane is your rep if you're gonna if you're gonna buy product from us. So thank God I was in a good position because if I wasn't, I could have got fired maybe. And it was all because I I tried to ignore a freaking problem, right? Because it was uncomfortable to talk about because there might be a conflict. So I ran away from the scenario. Lesson learned, right? <laughs> Lesson learned. Um, Happened to continue growing the other specialist business and dominated that area and that worked. But the ideal solution would have headed it off and had both of their practices cranking and partnering with me at the same time. And that definitely could have happened if I had attacked the problem, but I did not. Um, So that's the story of how I screwed it up. Now, there's been a number of other scenarios where it's pretty easy to figure out what to do. Number one, what you do in these situations, if, if a customer has an issue, they call in, they leave you a text message, a voicemail, maybe it's later in the evening or whatever. If you can respond, um, do respond. Do not be defensive. This is a mistake I see all the time. When somebody complains about something or whatever, many times that person becomes, the one receiving the complaint becomes defensive. Well, yeah, I, yeah, but I didn't do that, right? Or they blame somebody at their company. Oh my God, that's a terrible thing. Yeah, I know, I know. They're awful back there and, and this part of the business just don't know what they're doing. That's a stupid way to do things because that makes your company look incompetent. That doesn't that doesn't solve an issue. That doesn't make the client feel better, right? By shifting blame from you or your product to somebody else in your organization. It only amplifies it. So never do that. <laughs> never do that. Uh, what you want to do is, is listen. The first step is actually... Uh, responding as quickly as you can, usually not via email, not via text, because when somebody's upset, it's very easy to interpret uh, text or email or anything written um, how it, to match their emotion, right? So if I'm pissed off and I see, got it, call you back in a minute. Well, they like to the person who could have been like, man, this is urgent. I better call back in a minute. But the person got that text was like, what? 
like they don't even think this is a big it's a huge issue for me how dare they text me right they they kind of personify that text or whatever how they're feeling right and so i would say you want to talk in person or on the phone if possible and listen you're going to worry about all the negative things that can happen every single one right it's scary that's why most people avoid it but you don't even know what's going to happen you're fearing fear itself the fear of the unknown negative consequence of me calling this customer back to handle a problem. Well, for me, I look at those things as opportunities, right? I will turn lemons into lemonade. It is, to me, conflict or a problem is the best opportunity to to build a really good relationship and to really shine against your competition, whoever that may be, right? When you call that client back, you are calling not to defend yourself. You are not calling to defend anything. You're calling to listen. Many times problems can't be solved, but people want to be heard. Again, have you ever called into a complaint or, or had a conflict and by the time you got it all out and that person listened, even if they couldn't solve the issue, but they listened and, and genuinely cared and you could feel that, usually you're cool by then, right? That could be the end of it. Mr. Customer, I'm so sorry that you feel that way. Um, I'm so sorry that you had an issue. It matters a lot to me. Now, I don't think I can solve this particular issue for you, but maybe I can do this other thing, right? Maybe I can do this other thing that'll, that'll help you feel better. Would that be okay with you, right? Maybe that's all it takes. Listening, not defending yourself, just listening, right? Sometimes you got to just take one on the chin, and, and that's what it is. Maybe not your fault, but sometimes it's better if you take that, that hit for the team, right? And get it out of the way quick, right? So you address, you call the client, you listen, you reply back, you, you take notes, you say, okay, so you're upset about X, Y, and Z. Is that correct? Yes. So let me, can I address each one? Is that okay with you? Ask permission then. Can I address these right now? Absolutely, you can. Okay, thank you for letting me address them. Because um, sometimes they might want to vent. And venting is just I'm I'm just bitching about something, right? I'm just I'm just I just got to get it out. A complaint is something that's looking for a resolution or a solution, right? It's a little bit different. So when you're talking to the client, now they've given you permission to to address the things that you took notes. By taking notes and repeating back what they said, it shows that you listened, right? Okay, Doc, you said that. This this particular uh, referral said X, Y, and Z that yeah okay um I actually have notes for that meeting uh, can you give me two seconds so I can pull them up sure here's what was said in the meeting blah, 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 blah. so you know what in this statement right here I could see how that phrase that I said could be misconstrued as this and that might be the 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 issue that that happened um and I am so sorry oh well well that's not man, I, I kind of thought it was more direct than that or, or, or you told them just do the wrong thing. No, but you know what? If I didn't clarify, so they, they weren't able to restore that implant properly or whatever, that's on me. That's a me problem. And I am so sorry. It will never happen again. Right. That's on me. You know what? You know, as the doctor's now saying, you know what? That, that, that referral, they're not that good anyways. They always end up having issues and man, you know what? Don't even worry about it. Problem solved. But if I ignored that problem, it would have been a bigger issue. And in their head, it was something that I did maliciously or didn't do right or whatever, right? 
But by just discussing it, getting all the data out there, they have all more more information now, right? They feel better by the end of the call. Hey, you know what? Thanks for, for calling me and taking me through this right away. Man, I'm sorry I got so upset. I apologize. Now they have a little bit of guilt for taking it out on you. And we talked about this in other episodes, the rule of reciprocity. They kind of feel like they owe you now. They feel kind of bad. Don't make them feel bad, right? This happens. But that can work to your advantage later. I mean, it really can, right? So I think it's very important to address problems immediately if you can, right? At least a phone call, if not in person, if you can. Email and text right away are not always the best move there because they can those texts and emails can be misconstrued, right? And then step one, once you get that client on the phone, is listen. Pay attention. Repeat it back to them, the issues they had in a simplified form to make sure that is the issue. And then address each one. It's going to work a lot, right? Now, also problems happen when we screw up. And, and I screw up all the time. Everybody screws up. Anytime a person's involved, problems happen, right? We have a bad day. We miss something. We forget something. I didn't overnight that order like I was supposed to. Oh, no. Oops. Now, there came a point in my career where my clients were actually hoping, <laughs> hoping I messed something up. Why? Because there was a little phrase like, when Shane messes up, the client wins, right? Because I would go over and above. If I messed up, I would blame no one. If customer service messed up, placed the order, I would blame me. It is me. Because I could have tracked that the whole way through. I could have done this, right? Shifting the blame doesn't help anybody. I messed up. Now, if you're a manager, when your employees has created an issue, it's still you who messed up because, well, they're on your team. It's you. I am sorry. Even though I wasn't directly involved, it's still my fault. It's my problem that I created, right? Taking ownership, admitting to an issue is an important step if you're going to create a solution for it. Now, Dr. So-and-so, I, I screwed up bad. This is on me. The order didn't get there in time. Um, there's no apology. I can't apologize anymore. Now you need this, but let me see. You need this product in one hour and I'm across the state, right? L can I call you back in 10 minutes? So this would happen all the time, like something UPS or FedEx would screw up, but it's still my fault somehow, right? But I would take that on. I would find somebody else with other products. I would actually have stuff with different doctors and because I approached them at the beginning and saying, hey, there may come a time where there's an emergency and I ask to bar, you know, you give this product to them and then they'll pay you back for it or whatever, right? Are you cool with that? They would always be cool with it. And then they would always get an extra abutment or whatever, right? Dustin on top of that as a thank you. And so because of that, I had so many like save me points across my territory at that point that within 10 minutes, I'd call that doctor back and be like, hey, um, this person's driving over with that particular product right now for you. I'm so sorry that there was any stress created, but you, sir, will have this uh, in your office for that patient in about seven minutes. Um, again, I am so sorry. It's it's my fault. And then they would always stop me like, dude, I can't believe you did that. Like you went above and beyond. I was so upset. And like, honestly, it wasn't that big of a deal now that I think about it. But But you know what? You did that for me? Are you kidding me? Like, thank you. So you take a scenario where you actually, you or your company or whatever, or FedEx or UBS screwed up, 
And now you've become, you've elevated yourself in their mind. And this is the point. You can take a bad situation and because you handled it appropriately, you show your true value to them, right? When things are going good, it's easy, right? It's everything's easy when things are going good. And the people you work with, you might have a good relationship, but the, when you really find out, right? How good somebody works with you or how good a friend is when shit hits the fan, when things are not going well, is that friend still there for you? That's how you know they're a true friend. That's how you know you're a badass at your job is when shit hits the fan that you are still, you're going to find solutions. You're going to make their life better. You're going to make their business better because they worked with you, even if you screwed up, right? That's incredibly important because so many people will run away from an issue or just say, well, that's too hard to fix it, or, or they're just not creative enough to find a solution quickly, be the opposite of that. Be the one who finds solutions, problem solves, troubleshoots, you know, very quickly and efficiently and communicates that properly to the client. Um, it's really important to do that. So I encourage all of you as opposed to running away from a problem, right? Here's an, I'll give you one more story before I wrap this up, right? All right, so this there's there's a scenario that happened where uh, a client ordered a specific uh, surgical unit, right? But what they didn't have is part of the unit to make it work. That was on back order. And you didn't know that, right? This happened a while back. And it's a big client. And they needed it tomorrow morning because their other thing broke. And, you know, this is Friday at 5 p.m. Got it out the door, right? Got it out the door. Surgeries the next morning, or excuse me, Monday morning, and then I get a call at 5:30 p.m. from my company internally saying, "Hey, this whole surgical unit, out, but the the last piece that they have to have to do that procedure is on back order. It'll be there in two days. No big deal, right?" I'm like, uh, actually, it is. Now, I could have just called that client and said, I'm so sorry. It's going to take a couple extra days. That's not my fault. And, and really, the client probably won't even blame me. They'll be upset, right? But they know it's not your fault. But instead of doing that, before I called the client, um, there this was a product that was not proprietary. It was distributed through a number of companies. I actually called the competition. I called a rep uh, from a competing company and said, hey, do you have the, this you know SKU, you know, whatever that SKU is, that part? um in inventory and could you get it out the door for monday morning a.m shipment because i was cool with that rep and i had helped them out even in a comedic situation um they did and i said okay uh when's the latest i can get this info to you to get that order out the door and they said uh 6 p.m like, awesome call the client back um got like 15 minutes left get the client on the phone said dr so-and-so got Back, I got some bad news. Oh my God, what? Um, here's the deal. This particular thing will get there on time, but the other part that you needed to do this procedure won't be there on time. Well, I can't do my case, and I understand that, sir. So here's what I did, and I hope you don't mind me taking the liberty of doing this, um, but I called my competition. And so I canceled the order for that part because I know you need money on a huge procedure. And um, although I won't be making any money from it, um, I don't care because you need it for your patient. I'm here to provide value for you. And since I can't provide that part for another day and a half, um, they can. Uh, can I give them permission to go ahead and get that out the door for you right now? Yeah, I, you call, you did that for me? 
Yeah, I'm sorry about that. I hope I just didn't want to come to you with and, and say your SOL, right? I wanted to come back with a solution for you. And as opposed to them being mad at me, <laughs> which I knew they wouldn't be for finding a solution, they were. They go, I can't believe you gave up money so that I could make money. I go well, yeah. I go. It, it was the right thing to do. It's in your best interest, and I try to pretend that I'm you in this situation. What would I want somebody to do for me? And because of that. Not a, I had such trust built up with people. They knew that if they asked me a question, I would tell them the truth. They knew if I created a problem, I would create a solution for that problem to make up for it and then some. And that I actually cared and, and thought about them and their perspective and their business. So take lemons, bad situations, and turn it into something sweet lemonade with extra sugar to make it real good because that's how you know it's good. But next time you have conflict or a problem, just try it. Try instead of what many of you may do, and that is ignore that issue and hope it gets better or blame somebody else in your company or this or that and take charge of the situation. Attack the problem. Do not be defensive if you're being berated a little bit. Take it on the chin. Listen. Take notes. Reply back. This is the issue. If I can solve this issue, we're good. Awesome. All right. Can I? And then give them a time frame. Tell them what you're going to do and then do it. Number number one, most important thing, when you say you're going to do something, make sure that you actually do it. And then finally, just be proactive. Never call a customer and say, sorry, if there is another solution out there, even if it may in the short term negatively impact you, if it's positive for your client in the long run, it's going to be pay off in spades, right? Short-term thinking rarely ever works, right? You want a long-term mindset. And you want to put your yourself in your customer's shoes. How would I want to be treated and treat them such? So uh, I hope that helps somebody out there. Hopefully, uh, if, if you try this out, it works for you. It doesn't work for you, right? Let me know. Uh, you can DM me on Instagram at ImplantMBA or at all underscore in underscore podcast. Uh, either one, DM me. Maybe you have a, a conflict or you're looking for help in problem solving something. DM me. I'll give you my advice. May not be good advice, but I'll give it to you. (laughs) But I really appreciate y'all tuning in, and we'll catch you on the next episode of the All In Podcast. Thanks for listening to the All In Podcast. See you next time.